Right, mate? Right, mate. You okay? Yeah, Doing all right? Yeah, how are you? How, how are you keeping? Well, You're looking well. Thanks. Everyone's looking well. Yeah. I'm glad. Yeah. 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 I, uh, I'm older than I was the last time. Well, I mean, I suppose we all are older. Than we're, we're all aging at a consistent rate. But yes. I, uh, I did have a birthday. You had the born day. Yeah. It rolled around, didn't it? It did. The day what did before, you do? Nothing. Um, <laughs> just <laughs> through exactly choice. Exactly the same as what we all do <laughs> at this age on our birthdays. Yeah, through choice. Absolutely nothing. Because I was, uh, it was the day before. Normally, the last few years, my birthday has coincided with um, going, like being at work on the first day. Like my birthday yeah. is my first day back, but it was the day after. Um, so obviously that that wrote off any kind of raucous parties or you know raves or or things like that. So I just ate some delicious food. Now I know you're big. You're and, big on the uh, the rave. And, yeah, and that's kind too. of that's kind of my thing. Um, delicious. <laughs> just ate some delicious food. Um, it was good. Got a got a bottle of Iron Brew 1901. So that was good. Drank 1901. That. That's so. That's the original. For those of you who don't know, um, when uh, Iron Brew stopped making the delicious, <laughs> delicious, everything's delicious. <laughs> um, they the, the the original recipe where there was upheaval, as we've spoken about on the pod. Um, started a petition, didn't get very far. But a couple of last <laughs> Christmas, or the Christmas before, I can't remember, they released what they called an Iron Brew 1901, which was the original 1901 recipe in these fancy-schmancy glass bottles, and they could sell it for about six quid a pop. Um, it was exactly the same taste, except it didn't have the caffeine that the uh, original recipe had just before it got canned. So I got one of them, which was which well, was pretty before good. it got canned, like a like in yeah. a can of Iron like Brew. Can of Iron Brew. Um, so and, and thank you to all the listeners who uh, who wish me happy birthday. Uh, unlike unlike my dad, who um, who did come down <laughs> just before my birthday, uh, to, to you know drop off a card and spend the day together and uh, a couple of days later it's about five o'clock haven't heard from dad um six o'clock seven o'clock rolls past getting ready for bed not at seven o'clock but you know what i mean get a phone call (laughs) about quarter past nine um pick up the phone hi dad happy birthday son thanks dad and then proceeded proceeded to spend 15 minutes asking me questions about his TV um, because he didn't quite know how the TV was working. Felt really bad that he'd forgotten to call me, um, you know, yeah. which is which makes up for it. Um, didn't Couldn't help him with the time. TV. Never had a fucking clue what he was talking about. Um, so that was a good kind of sign-off to the birthday. Um <laughs> And then, what more could you possibly hope for? Then I went back to work. So that was uh, well, good. Uh, okay. Um, Happy birthday, me! Thanks to all the listeners <laughs> who got in contact on at Badman Pod on Instagram to drop the happy birthdays. Appreciate that. Um, don't know if we got any on Twitter, but it's the same at if you're interested. Didn't get any birthday emails though, Lee. Badmanpod at gmail dot com. Didn't get any of them. No? 
But that's that fine. No, nah, that's fine. I don't mind. I think emails is too <sighs> kind of long format for um for a birthday greeting. But you know what? I the, the real crux of this whole point, and you know why I wanted to talk to you about it, is because um I can remember about ten years ago, maybe slightly less, eight years, whatever, when the Facebook used to absolutely blow up. So you could always guarantee one minute past midnight until 11.59 the next day, those Facebook birthday greetings would come rolling in. And I'd end up with like 200 people writing on my wall. Um, Now, I don't really use Facebook anymore, you know. Um, There's two things I noticed. One, how many people do you want to know wish me happy birthday on Facebook? How many? Eight. <laughs> Eight people <laughs> wished me happy birthday. The other best Eight friend people. didn't even remember that it was my birthday. He's now in Mexico. He didn't even remember. Um, uh, so that was good. But what I find really interesting is the kind of people who wish you happy birthday on Facebook. Right. It's right. like... It's like, and this is no disrespect to those people, but it tends to be people that you either work with, that you happen to be friends with, or people that you haven't spoken to for 10 years. And I just don't like. No, 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 that's not true. I've gotten rid of, well, not everyone on my Facebook I don't like, but most people that I've, that, you know, and I don't say happy birthday to anyone on Facebook, you know, so, so there's no surprise that I only got eight people and I'm not, you know, I'm grateful for what I got, but I just think it's interesting. Right. Because it's almost like I haven't heard from them since this time last year. Like I haven't spoken to any. Are you of trying them. to say that the only reason they speak to you is because they've seen a little notification on Facebook? Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> I mean, it's no slight on them, but yeah, I think so. <laughs> I th- I was thankful for it. It brightened up my day. I might. What I might do is set a little uh, target for myself to wish every single person on my Facebook happy birthday. Just every day going on there, making sure that I say happy birthday to everyone and then just to see. Gather, just to farm them in for your well, birthday. Well, in a year's time, yeah, just a year's time to see how many of them reciprocate. <laughs> well, I won't because I'm not on it. No, no, I might delete it. <laughs> just delete it all. Happy birthday to me. <laughs> <laughs> Still waiting for my present, listeners. So don't worry, Lee. I'm sure that's winging its way to me currently. Isn't it? Lost in the post, did it? No, gathered up here. Ah, it's gathered up. Yeah, same. It, I've got, I've got your person. birthday presents gathered up here as well. So that's good. In person thing for me. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, episode seventy-one, isn't it? It is episode seventy-one. The 71st. It's, it's, that, that sounds mental, doesn't it? Do you know what I mean? 71 episodes. Wow. But it's taken us like three years. Yeah, I know. A lot of, of emotional um, input <laughs> to get us here. We made it. We dragged ourselves to this point. Yeah, absolutely. So that is a plus. Well, it, it's funny, isn't it? Because I think that, um, you know, I wonder if in 100 years' time, this will be a kind of time capsule of events, you know, current events of the time. Um, you know, I wonder if people you 
know, scientists in 200 years' time go, I wonder what's going on in, uh, in 2021, you know, post, supposedly post-pandemic. Well, I've got a little story for that because I decided that I, I needed to do something before I went back to work. And because I'm old and sad, one of the things that I've really missed being able to do and I haven't done or hadn't done for nearly two years was go up to London, walk along the South Bank, go into the National Theatre Bookshop and treat myself to a few plays I can read at my own leisure. Yeah, very nice. So I thought, you know what? I've heard from a couple of people that you know London's not that bad. So I drove to Guildford because you can get on a train from Guildford. It right. takes about 20 minutes. And you're at Waterloo. Don't have to get on the tube. Don't have to mix with any other human beings. Delightful. <laughs> so I drove to Guildford. I mean, it's that was about first an hour and 20 minutes <laughs> that the drive should be normally from where I am. Yeah. Nearly two hours later, I pulled into uh. the car park at Guildford train station um, and couldn't figure out how to park. But you know what? I'm prepped. So I looked the night before and off peak, you could park for five pounds a day. I thought, well, that's not bad. Five quid. I'll, I'll take that. Got into the car park. Couldn't figure out how to park. Drove around for a bit. Still couldn't figure it out. Then I saw you have to download an app. So I downloaded the app, but I had no signal. So that took about 10 minutes. Once I downloaded the app, I went to purchase the parking time and realized that it was £14, not £4. So I swallowed the £14. And you know why I swallowed it, Lee? Because I thought, well, the last time I got an off-peak day return to London from Guildford, it cost me like six quid. £33 later, I was sat on a train. And to be fair, there was hardly anyone there. Everyone that was there, more or less everyone that was there, had masks on. I was sat away from everyone, sat by the toilet, because no one wants to sit by the toilet. I don't mind. So get into Waterloo. It's deathly quiet, like 28 days fucking later in London. It's mad. And I think I'm here. I can't wait to walk along the South Bank. I walk along the South Bank, taking in all the brutalist architecture, listening to the sounds of London, the soundscapes, the ups, the downs, and finally, I get to the National <laughs> Theatre. It was the best of times. It was the worst. Of the time. mecca of theatre in this country, and I think I have been waiting for nearly two years to get into this bookshop, and really, really, really excited about it. I arrived. I went to go through the door, and it was closed. <laughs> It was closed. So I then went to London for no reason. And I thought, you know what? I'll walk. I'll go for a little walk along the South Bank, which I did. And I was approaching the Tate. And I thought, oh, you know what? I wouldn't mind going into the bookshop in the Tate. That might be quite nice. Won't have any theatre books, but I like a good bookshop because apparently I'm old and a fucking loser. There was about 50 people waiting to get in the Tate because unlike pre-pandemic you can't just walk in you need to pre-book it's still free but you need to pre-book so i then sat on a bench next to a bin for about 25 minutes thinking what the fuck do i do now so i walked up and down the south bank about three times and then i got on the train and then i came home ah uh... 
<laughs> so that was worth it. That was worth the like £55, including fuel, to get there and not do anything that I wanted to do. Nah, oh man, I feel fear. This is why I don't leave my house. What's the point? (laughs) What's the fucking point? Especially going to London of all places. Well, yeah, because I thought midweek it'd be quiet, fucking waste of time. That's it. Never going back. That's it. I'm going to write Never a review for London on TripAdvisor. <laughs> waste of fucking terrible time. Terrible experience. Yeah. Would not would go again. Yeah, terrible. Would not recommend. I think it's probably time me for some of this. Coming live into your facial area. Cynical news! And we're off to our correspondent, Ryan, because I have nothing. <laughs> well, I uh, luckily for you, Lee, and you listeners, I've got a couple of recent developments in the seagull world. Now, quite a few people on our Instagram sent us um, an article which was about a gentleman that decided on a beach that he'd had enough. He'd had enough of the seagulls. Had enough. And he had what could only be described as a wiffle ball bat and decided to <laughs> beat a seagull to death in front of families and children with a wiffle ball bat. Now, I want to make it very clear. I mean, whilst, yeah, whilst we hate seagulls and whilst we think that they are slowly but surely you know, plotting and scheming against us, we do not condone violence against them and we don't condone... A, a man beating one to death with a fucking wiffle ball bat. <laughs> that is not what we want. But do not, do not do the wiffle murder. I saw two articles. Um, one was from the Liverpool Echo, right? And okay. it was um, an urgent warning over drunk seagulls set to cause terror in Liverpool. Drunk seagulls. There was a pic. There's a picture of two seagulls eating some leftover takeaway food. But the article <laughs> itself, because it, I mean, it's just fantastic because they've interviewed people who've experienced these um, seagulls. Right. So the article says swarms of seagulls threatening men and women is nothing new for the people <laughs> of Liverpool. The city's seagull population has long caused chaos across Merseyside, whether it's bird droppings on cars, squawking in the early morning, or even attacking our revenant at our, our residents. That's another thing. Residents. Earlier this month, a man walking his dog was left with three wounds to his scalp following wounds. an attack by the aggressive bird. Natalie Stewart, 28, said her dad was left in shock after he swooped. He was swooped on at the weekend. She told the Echo, it was on top of the lamppost, as it always is, squawking really loudly, <laughs> then it swooped. Their story sparked uh, a- another Echo reader... It to share stories of seagull attacks with many saying the birds were getting bolder. 
And it says many people in Liverpool um, have experienced these birds attacking people at the weekends, which is interesting. But the the photo that was attached to this, like he's got three massive peck wounds in his head, which is pretty fucking brutal. But not to be outdone. This is an article from Scotland's Daily Record. And this was published on the 27th of August, 2021. And there was a video that went viral. And there was a woman who was seen outside of a shop um, feeding a seagull. And someone in a car opposite was watching this unfold and decided that they would try and give this woman a little bit of advice. So as this gentleman in the car drove past the woman feeding the seagull, he said to her, that's not a dog, by the way. (laughs) You can't (laughs) pat it and say good boy and all that. (laughs) (laughs) And this woman looks absolutely struck by this by someone telling her that that, that's not a dog (laughs) but this guy so he's called Andrew he said there's about 3 million of them about here I can about 300 of them will come down on you now you nut job you want to put a wee lead on it So, you uh, know, on the one hand, you've got seagulls pecking at some poor man's scalp you've in got Liverpool. you pissed up, scoused fucking seagull ruffians. <laughs> and then <laughs> you've up. got, you know, people getting confused in Scotland as to whether a seagull is a dog or not, <laughs> you know? It's, it's, <laughs> we thought after all this time, didn't we, that seagull news would no longer be a thing. But every time we think that, it just comes There's straight something. back. something. There is something. Straight back. So be careful out there, listeners. You never know when a seagull's going to peck your head or (laughs) eat some food or ride on the back of another seagull as it glides through the air. You just never, ever fucking know. So keep your wits about you, listeners. Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Sending their kids off to college. Just sit there and put it on your head. That wasn't bad. Do you know what I mean? Impromptu harmonies. That That was was not too bad. We've definitely done much worse. We have. (laughs) Uh, I'm just, I'm going to look at the... um, Yeah, have a look at the spreadsheet. So... By the details and the information given to me and the statistics in front of me, yeah, it, it, it is your go. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Oh, fuck. All right, then. I'll go first, then. Um, people who barely toast bread 
warm bread is not toast. <laughs> this is not toast. This is not toast. <laughs> I'm going to get that put on a t-shirt. This is that is not toast. Mm-hmm. Um, I was at work and someone was eating a piece of toast, and I was like, "Oh, what you got there? I was a piece of toast. Doesn't look like a piece of toast. It's hardly been toasted at all." That's the end of the story. Um, my next one is uh, scrambled egg variant. Okay. Um, in in what fashion are we we talking? I tell you, you cook some scrambled eggs, and it's basically a pile of meniscus, flobby, watery mess. And you go, oh, that's not good enough. Then a tenth of a second later it's all congealed and solid and you can't eat it. No. Okay. I mean, I don't eat the egg. I know you don't like eggs, but if you were to eat eat scrambled egg, egg, it's, it's that, that, the, the, the time period between undercooked and overcooked is so small in getting the scrambled egg. Right. So. Right. Okay. I mean, that's why I I don't mess with it. No, keep your wits about. Um, keep your wits. Sleep (laughs) countdown. Sleep count. What, uh, Carol Vorderman does not feature, unfortunately. But you lie there and you go, if I go to sleep now, I'm going to have seven hours sleep. But if I go to sleep, actually, what I can do, I've got to have it this time. So as long as I'm asleep by this time, I'll have this oh amount of time asleep. Yeah. Bargaining with yourself. Yeah. You're bargaining with yourself yeah. about how much sleep you are or are not going to get. And the more yeah. you think about it, you know, the worse the sleep is going to be. Yep. Sometimes I just psych myself out. I'll just have to yep. get up. I'm like, come on, this is not going to happen. That, what are you doing? You're in too deep. You've put too much thought into this sleep thing. It's not going to work for you. Uh, and my last one is the fact that Americans, and maybe Canadians, I don't know, but I certainly know Americans, um, refer to a hairstyle with a fringe as bangs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck? Why the fuck would you call it a bangs? My bangs. She she looks so good with her bangs. It's like what? That's a stupid saying. <laughs> Why'd you say that? You fucking you fucking fringe. What are you saying that for? <laughs> so unlike a lot of episodes, that's that's it for me. It's concise. Oh wow. Okay. I know. I've, I like I've it. tried to I've tried to focus in this week. I like it. I like it. Okay, well, so I guess it's my turn. It is your turn. Um, food delivery services packaging. Okay. So just recently, uh, we've we've got an order from Gusto. It's like a, you pick a couple of meals, all the shit comes in a big box, you put it in your fridge, and then you've got exactly what you need. Oh, so it's like... Um... What's it called? Fresh something. Eat. Fr- yeah, uh, Hello Fresh. Hello Fresh. Yes, yeah. yeah, so it's like hello that. Hello Fresh is it? Gusto. Home, home delivery. Other brands food. are available, yeah. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. But yeah, so we've got one of them. Uh, and it's very good that they give you exactly what you need. There's no waste, anything like that. Food wise, it's all like you've got four spring onions because that's how many you need for that. You've got this amount of grams of, of such and such powder or whatever. All very concise, very good. And then they ruin it by basically making it 
like a recycling nightmare because there's lots of plastic and obviously food stuff that you can't recycle. Yeah. But they also give you fucking loads of stuff to recycle. So I'm going to send you a photo and I want you to describe what is in said photo. And it is it's purely the red item directly in the center of the photo there. Okay. And bearing in mind, I had eight of these. <laughs> so, listeners, Lee has just sent me a picture of a cardboard box, a red cardboard box. On it, it says one medium range egg class A. I'll put the photo on the uh, Instagram. So it's it's basically one egg per one box. Egg. <laughs> one egg in a box is what it is. So I've got eight little boxes with eight eggs, like an egg each in it. It's just, why? Why have you done, Why not just give me a normal fucking egg cart? What we should do, right? That can we... be recycled and fits <laughs> all of these in them. But I suppose it's exactly the same as Amazon though, right? When you buy something from Amazon, like you buy like, I don't know, like a fucking, I don't know, a candle and it comes in a box that's like six foot Over by packaging. four foot. You're like, why have you Over put it in there? packaging is on, is on the list. Because well, I, I, I can't fucking stand it. It's just, no, there's no reason to get it that wrong. What we should try and do is um, we should try and get a sponsorship deal with one of those companies to get 10% off at checkout. Put the promo code in. This is too much fucking packaging. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, right? This is this is slightly unrelated, but so the building that I live in, we have like huge bin stores, which is actually really handy. You never think right. as a child that that's going to be something that you are like worried about, but the fact that you don't have to put your bins out in the morning is actually a fucking godsend, like a real godsend. And um, anyway, so we've got these bin stores, but we also because we live in a in a big sort of block. Um, there is a there is a, a caretaker guy, and I've I've realised I'm gonna start um, I'm gonna start photographing some of the uh, passive aggressive um, posters that he puts up <laughs> around the bin stores because it is fucking amazing. Um, right. It started off with things like you know please don't abuse the, the bins <laughs> like because people <laughs> obviously just chuck it and you know I I I've got a recycling bin like I'm all for recycling you know I separate everything whatever but they've got progressively more passive aggressive and it's like the one the other day was like it's like a picture of like a can of coke does this belong in this bin no it fucking doesn't <laughs> like, <laughs> why is this in here oh i don't know because somebody doesn't respect the rules of recycling <laughs> like, he's just getting more and more angry because people are I fucking love, bugging I love him that. off i love that he's he started off real positive and it's just been washed out of him. <laughs> yeah, he's a costume of a man now. He's just <laughs> raging to have to be ciphering through the rubbish bin, picking out fucking oh, cartons it. of milk. Yeah, fucking love it. Anyway, back to your hate list. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, TikTok trends making people think they've discovered something. Okay. So one of the, one of the biggest examples is um, I go to Ed's shop in town. 
the world famous. Have, we've Bush never man. talked about the Bushman before, have we? Uh, I mean, we we should speak about the Bushman. Yeah, well, you're um, you're more better equipped because you know him. I've only seen him like a kind of mist. Like he's basically a unicorn <laughs> or or like a fucking what are those half horse, half man things? What are they called? A centaur. Yeah, he's basically a centaur <laughs> to me. He's like the Loch Ness monster. But go yeah, on, so he, you know he, Cap- he, Captain Ed. So Captain Ed, Ed is just. Uh, an amazing guy who, if you're ever around the gospel area, you should go and visit his shop. He should be on the signs, shouldn't he? Like all of he the should be advertising the for like come to gospel yeah. and it's just Captain Ed talking about like philosophy or like quantum <laughs> mechanics or something. Yeah, I, lo- I love how Captain Ed is a nickname that we gave him because he looked like a guy in a Tenacious D skit called Captain Ed. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. No one else calls him Captain Ed, the, but the we do. No yeah. one else does. He is just Ed the Bushman. But He's he's like a mythical figure. I mean, I've had so many long chats with him now about all sorts of shit, and he, he's a real sort of world knowledge guy. And he's he's got some views on stuff that they're sort of eye opening a bit. But whether you agree or not, that's up to you. Yeah, well, listeners, to give you some context, um, Ed, Captain Ed, the Bushman, is basically <laughs> a guy who, for about fifteen years or, or possibly more, has had a shop in in the town that that lee lives in that i grew up in which basically you can go in and buy like bongs and grinders i mean obviously that's not the reason why i or you have ever been in there but you that's could just, i mean you he's, could he's, get those things he sells if you want sort of like all of that alternative stuff so yeah loads of incense, incense sticks, get loads of dream like weird catchers. fucking buddha yeah, yeah dream catches crystals lots of minerals yeah deposits all that sorts of, loads of shit but most like, teenagers his, his shop is, is a mad cave of, of yeah but mo- <laughs> mo- most teenagers in the past went in there because they could buy a bong that's the reason why they get, <laughs> that's when you first discover captain ed and then as you mature and give up that lifestyle no, then you start to appreciate not now this is the thing Go on. it's now tiktok is making all these fucking kids think that they've just discovered mineral deposits and crystals and all that sort of thing so they're all busting into the shop and basically demanding of Ed all these these crystals that they know nothing about, sort of chatting like they're, oh, yeah, yeah, I know about this particular uh, aura that's given from this crystal. And they don't even know what they're fucking chatting I about. I mean, it's they're all just, bollocks. Just... A crystal's going to do fuck <laughs> well, all. If someone, and, if someone shoots you, and he'll convince different... that crystal is not going to do anything. It'll change your output. Yeah, all right, fine. Man. We should try and get Captain Ed on the podcast. Oh, I'd have Ed on it. He's a technophobe, though. He's got his phone, and he's happy with his phone. Right. Um, and like he likes listening to audiobooks, and that's it. Like he don't like he does the other stuff, and he hates it, and it sends mm. him into a rage. So I'd be <laughs> I don't want to like technologically overwhelm him by saying, "Come on, my podcast." But I, I might ask him. We'll work on uh, it. We'll work on it, and you you will be able to experience Ed. Can't wait. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, TikTok's bullshit. Yeah, I've never <laughs> used it. I don't understand it. I don't want to. Okay, last two ones. Mm-hmm. Speaking to anyone via their Ring doorbell camera. <laughs> I didn't even know this was a thing until the other day. What a terrible fucking experience that is, Is man. it? You walk up to the door, ding dong, and then you hear, hello? Hello? Uh, yeah, I'm down here. And they're like, what do you mean? You down here? I'm talking to Tom Thumb. What the fuck? And it's, Is that it's Warwick? the little yeah, yeah, Warwick. 
Sneaky well, yeah, Warwick down by your knees again. Sneaky, sneaky Warwick. <laughs> so then you, it, on the way you press the button for the ring, there's a little teeny tiny camera. And then you end up sort of talking into this fishbowl camera and you're like, uh, yeah, hello, uh, I'm here to see uh, James about the... And it's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I hate it. I, okay. absolutely, I don't want to be like interrogated like I'm on Demolition Man or something. Well, it's also the fact that people can control control it, but they can control it from like when they're at the pub. Yeah. You know, so if you're not in, you're not it. in. Like don't be, yeah. don't <laughs> kind of create the illusion that you're there when you're not. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, that can go fuck itself. Terrible. And last one, when you apply for a job via a site like Indeed and it says apply with your Indeed CV. So then you press the button to apply for it you go through the process, and the first reply you get is, Hi, thanks for your interest. Please apply for this job via such and such website, such and such form. Please download and fill in and send back to... Ah, that's a lie. What's the point? It's a lie. You know what? I, years ago, signed up for Indeed, the, the emails or whatever, and uh, I obviously put down that one of my areas of expertise was working in, in the theatre. Uh, so about seven times a week, I get emails about if I want to work in an operating theatre as a theatre assistant. And every time it comes up, I think, oh, theatre assistant in Brighton. That's for- oh, no, it's an operating theatre. It's like, you don't want me in an operating theatre. Mm-hmm. Like, I am the last person <laughs> that you want in there. Unless you want someone specifically to come in and say a monologue whilst you're having a triple bypass, I am going to be <laughs> fucking useless in that space at that time. That'd be great, though. But if you do, get in contact uh, badmentpod at gmail.com or at badmentpod on Twitter and Instagram if you want any, any of your monologue needs can be filled by myself. I'll, I'll just sit in the corner. Yeah, Leo just watch. <laughs> That's the foundation of our whole friendship. You know what I mean? Just, he just watches. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs>
but I suppose you could always um, sort of have a little bit of fun with it and yes. maybe tag some things in ways that wouldn't be expected. Well, let me tell you a little story. So over the summer break, uh, I went to Hastings just for the night, just as a little trip, stayed in an Airbnb. It was shit, but that's a whole nother story. Um, and obviously the people who had been staying in the Airbnb fairly recently um, had left their Netflix account logged in on the TV in the living room of the Airbnb. So what I decided to do was find the most erotic content on Netflix and pause it and return back to the main menu. So the next time that the person logged in, all of these, do you want to continue watching this, would all be kind of erotic films and they would all be at at the most erotic point. (laughs) However, there was a particular show that I'd heard about through the grapevine that was on Netflix called Sex Life. I don't know, I've never watched it. I don't know if you have. But I'd heard about a particular scene and I believe I was watching uh, Gogglebox on TV and there was a particular moment where the, the people who were involved with Gogglebox all witnessed this particular moment. So I decided to try and ruin the couple's life who had left their Netflix account <laughs> logged into this Airbnb to find this particular moment of the show. And, and what it is, it's a scene where a guy goes into a kind of shower at a gym and is showering and uh, he turns round and sees a guy stood there with his penis out. And Lee, let me tell you, it is without question the biggest penis I have ever seen in my entire life. It looks like some kind of animal penis. It is, I mean, I've not seen many of them, but I've heard that some of them are quite big. And it, honestly, and I paused it right on the moment where the dick is perfectly <laughs> central in the screen. So, so the person who left their Netflix account, let's call him Jim. Jim's going to get home. His wife's going to go onto his Netflix account and go, oh, he's been watching Sex Life. I wonder what that is. Press play. Big dick. Big swinging dick right in the middle of the screen. So you're right. (laughs) Netflix tagger, just do that. Just fuck everyone's life up. The second (laughs) job is a food stylist. (laughs) (laughs) Like what? What, Doing fucking haircuts on aubergine. Photos of food are constructed Uh, by food stylists. uh, And, believe it or not, some food stylists have a degree in something called culinary arts. (laughs) So maybe we're both out because neither of us have a degree in culinary arts. These particular colours are more palatable and they make your brain... Well, the thing that I found out is that some some of the time they... Like the food that's pictured on the boxes of the food or in adverts, they're not actually real food at all. The thing that you're buying will never look like that because it's been kind of constructed to look as delicious as possible. Mm. Which, you know. How about a chocolate taster? Oh. So the company that owns Cadbury and Oreos was looking for a part-time chocolate taster. I mean... All you had to have was a good grasp of the English language. I don't know if either of us would be uh, suitable for that <laughs> or not. The only but... noise you need to make is, mmm. Yeah. 
So that that's one. Uh, how about a, I don't think this would work for either of us, but it might, a professional bridesmaid. <laughs> so essentially, you imagine? if you've got no friends or you don't want the friends that you have to be bridesmaids, you can employ someone to come and be a bridesmaid for you. That's funny. Um, job number five, seat filler. A seat filler. So it could be an, an award ceremony or it could be at a uh, live event. You can be employed essentially to uh, sit in a seat whilst a celebrity or someone goes to the toilet. So if the camera happens to pan onto the crowd, it doesn't look empty. Well, there the thing you is go. with that, Lee, though, it's a voluntary position. So you don't actually get paid for it. <laughs> so you just go, just go and sit. So you get a free show, essentially. You, you get a free chair for a bit, of, for whatever, whatever just it for is. A bit. I love the idea that when you're not in the seat, you just have to lie really, like you know, like people used to plank. <laughs> you just have to lie on the floor until such time as someone gets up, and you run over to the seat. That's my. That's yeah. what I hope. Um, the penultimate one is a water slide tester. A water slide tester. So, so you're the first person to go down that water slide. Yeah. So any water park oh. that gets opened, they employ people to come in and make sure that the water slides are as exhilarating as possible. So presumably, with the water slide testing, you would, for the first run, go down with, say, some knee pads or... Well, I don't think, I imagine the safety checks have been, I don't think you're a crash test dummy. I think it's like, it's all safe, but is it good? And you just have to come out and be like, yeah, it's good. Uh, Okay. I'm wet. It's not testing it to see if it's safe for human interaction. No, I don't think so. I think those safety tests have already taken place. I think you're you're good. Um, I said penultimate when I lied. I actually got a couple more. Uh, The next one is... (laughs) Makes you feel sick, actually, but it's called the cool hunter. And a cool hunter, or the job is also known as a cool spotter or a trend watcher, is Uh, essentially someone who is to create reports on what you believe the next big trends are in relevant areas and sell them to businesses. A cool hunter. So you're just going around looking for cool shit, and if you find it, you do a report, and you're like, boom, here you go. Hey, this isn't cool shit. Um, now the penultimate one is the professional cure. <laughs> As a professional cure, you can earn up to £20 an hour. What? And essentially, it is just... So that if there's a launch of something or they've got some media coverage of like a festival or something like that and they want to make it look like it's really, really busy, they hire people to just come and stand in a queue. £20 an hour, mate. Unbelievable. So it's just, if you can't be bothered and it's it's a physical queue, it's just like... Well, it's yeah, just, so, if you want to make something look like it's busy or exclusive and there's not that many people showing up. So those people on the telly who queue outside the Apple store, I mean, obviously some of them are mental and actually do it, but a lot of them could possibly be professional queuers who just go there to make it look like it's busy. 
So, so what would they do then? They'd get to the front and then just walk to the back again. Well, this is what again. I was thinking. You'd have to position yourself. There'd have to be already a queue that's accumulating and you have to go in at like place number six or seven. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because you can't or go they in get straight the... away and then just keep hitting like cycle. But <laughs> well, no, or they get to the front of the queue and they just walk away. And like you said, they just walk around the block and go stand at the back. Don't know, I, we'll make... I feel like I need to pay attention to cues more often, which makes me sound very middle-aged and British. I mean, I don't think that it, they employ them in the post office, you know what I mean? I think that's just <laughs> people because, you know, they need, they've got a jar of 2p coins that they must get changed right at the moment that you want to send something quickly, do you know what I mean? Um, the last yeah. job, um, which I would definitely be up for, is the crisp inspector. Crisp inspector. So in 2017, Walker's announced a vacancy for a part-time super tester looking for a lucky crisp connoisseur to earn a generous £8.51 an hour just to eat snacks and describe how they taste. See, I'd be dreadful at that because how does it taste? Like a crisp. <laughs> and they're like, oh, okay, cool, yeah. Well, they are crisps, so that's fine. That's what we wanted. We've got exactly what we wanted out of this. But it, it, as I'm going through this, I remember possibly the only really random job that i've ever done um and it was a and again it probably could be on jobs you didn't know you needed which is i was for a short period of time a mystery shopper yeah that would be great i think that would be good i'm not someone who who was shopping for mystery (laughs) just going around looking for some mystery i would go into (laughs) i you know you'd get a thing sent through with the shop that you wanted it was all you kind of opted in or opted out and you'd have to go into the store um and you'd buy something so you get paid and whatever you bought up to a certain value you would also get to keep so they'd reimburse you for it and then you had to fill out a report um for you know answering a load of questions you know how long were you in the shop before someone spoke to you did they offer you any add-on products and all that kind of stuff and i did that for about six months um Mm. just ended up with loads of bras they just kept sending me to bra shops it was great i don't know why but uh, you know that's Nice. Bras and anal beads. That's basically all I had. So that was good. <laughs> I was maxed out. Yeah, yeah. Couldn't move for anal beads. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, couldn't fucking move. They were rammed up there. Oh, that's too far. <laughs> I love it. You just talk. You've always got to pull yourself back here. Yeah. Like beads. So I went to Silverstone. Moto GP. Right. Did I see any racing? No, I didn't. Because I was working throwing axes over in the Woodlands area. Which is basically the massive campsite with a fucking huge circus tent at one end of it. Right. It was a festival environment. It would be the first festival environment I've experienced since I stopped working over a year ago. So this was this was one of my big returns to work with the axe throwing. Were you greeted Estimated. with like a corridor of people going, "Woo, he's back!" I, w- I, I wanted there to be, <laughs> but there was not a corridor of humans. Ah, uh, thank you, thank you for having me back. It's been he's a long back time. throwing axes. 
<laughs> People miss me. Yeah, I bet. But, yeah, it was the first time I'd, I'd experienced other humans in mass numbers. <laughs> How was that? A fucking horrendous. Yeah. Mate, I, I hated every second of it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was, even though we were sort of poked out of the way, we had our waiting area, we were obviously telling people to chill and be like at their distance from each other, all that sort of stuff, and people were being good with lining up. And I was in a field outside. I still felt every single one of them was too close to me. Well, and presumably it, you like you weren't in the sort of um, the middle of the action, so to speak. No, we're right on the edge. Yeah, so you were at kind of safe distance from the the cackle of. But, but what you could see was the bar, and I could <laughs> see the stage, right? And I could see the big top where the sort of braves went down. <laughs> And even though it was a family orientated uh, event, yeah, it was OJGP. It got a little bit messy. Did it by about nine ten o'clock? Yeah, a bit, a bit I can't Lionel. Know. Wow, it got a little bit Lionel. Yeah, wow. And yeah, people's inhibitions were dropping. Their senses of distances were being removed, and my fury levels increased ever so slightly. Yeah. Every time, a very, very drunk, not to be slightly, but he, they were all Scottish. Oh, I Every see. Time, I uh, see. Uh, the birthday episode, was... and you decided to smite my people. <laughs> I see how it is. <laughs> but it was, I, I wasn't even in control of anything. I couldn't even make it up. I don't need to make it up. It was me and Kareem, the guy I was working with, just Scottish guy after Scottish guy. Most of them, very pleasant. Sure? One of them, very racist. <laughs> yeah, we, I mean, we'll, we'll move over that. Yeah. But it, it was, you know, all the stereotypes were fulfilled in all different uh, parts yeah. and, and places. But I, I had a really good weekend. Oh, that's good. Except for one thing. Okay, so now I just can't... hang on, hang on, hang on. Because just to put it into context, the last time I can remember you doing one of these events <laughs> you slept in a tent and got frostbite and nearly lost your big toe like yeah, people right. go to the antarctic and come back with less issues than you did so i'm intrigued to know like what could have been bad about this well, i was prepared this time right i i had a blow-up mattress i had oh, sheets wow. i had a quilt i had pillows i had a proper sleeping bag that didn't let heat out it was good to minus one at least Right. I had all the stuff and the things. I had extra socks. I, I'd prepared. It was not going to happen again. It was cold. Fine. But I was comfortable. Okay. I lay down my head after the first day of work at about quarter past 12. And I think, now's a good time to go to sleep. Yes. So I lay down. I've done a little bit of reading. I had a little midnight snack on a Yorkie bar. Because why not? <laughs> And I've laid down to go to sleep. And that, Ryan, was when I heard it. That was when I heard at least 2,000 people in unison singing, Hey, hey, baby. (sighs) But not to music, Ryan, oh no. It was the silent disco, so I didn't even have the pleasure of listening to the song. I just got... Once every 30 to 45 seconds, 2,000 people singing the only words 
anyone knows of any given song. Did you hang on? Had you accidentally woken up in hell? <laughs> Is that what happened? Had you died briefly and gone to hell? That was the next one. Another one. It was completely silent until we heard "Better Off Alone." <laughs> Do you think you're No, 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 not do you think. They didn't sing all of that. Oh, okay. The only bit anyone sang that you could hear was better off alone and nothing else. No, 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 like pre-chorus, no verse, just that bit of the song. It was a delightful hour of my life until it ended at past one in the morning. I literally want to kill myself. It it is worse than having my toes. I would have lost all my toes and been much happier. Hang on. I I love if that's that's now a barometer of how bad anything is. Like how many toes would you lose to frostbite rather than do that thing? Well, you know, it's it's a three, it's a three toer, that one. It's definitely a three toer. It's a strong big toe. Fuck it. Well, I don't envy you, mate. I really don't. But I do love Scotland still. (laughs) <laughs> so do I, they're fun. <laughs> ah, exhaustion, defeat, yeah. or victory, depending on which way you look at it. But we made it. We're at the end. We are finishing. We're cleaning up those loose ends we're tying the loose ends which one do you do clean them up or tie them a loose um, end is tied right? I think yeah you tie a loose end I think yeah you do we, we sweep everything under the carpet yeah we, we hide the body nullify the votes yeah we hide the body exactly yeah. all of those things are now done but you see what now, I love about an yeah, end yeah. is when it is cyclical I love cyclicality I love the word I love the idea of just bringing everything back round so yeah. If, if you'll allow it, I'd like to end the episode where we started, and that is thinking about birthdays, right? Because <laughs> it, it occurred to me through Come various, on, dude. You've got to accept that you're old now. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm 33. <laughs> I'm over the hill. It's fine. But what also occurred to me is the amount of difficulty that people, when they when they actually do do it, not the eight people on Facebook, but when others decide to buy me a present they find it hard to know what to buy me. And we've talked before on the podcast about some questionable gifts that I've received from various family members in the past. So we're going back even further. It, it's like we're, we're Louise Redknapp. We're going back again. Let's go back again. That, like, even I wouldn't have got that reference. <laughs> that is, that well, is niche. I'm not going to question it. it I'm not going to dwell on it. But what I am going to do, Lee, and for you listeners, I am going to present you with uh, what I believe to be some of the most questionable birthday gifts of all time. <laughs> right? Lee, you tell me whether you would want any of this. So, first on the docket is a personalized engraved toilet brush (laughs) and the example that they've got on the advert is for someone presumably called jason and it's got jason's shit stirrer on it now i'm pretty sure that a toilet brush is not to stir the shit around is it is that the purpose (laughs) of a toilet brush 
I'm pretty sure there is, well, there might be some poop swirling, I guess. It depends how you do it. How about... If you're a scrubber or a swirler. How about a uh, Where's Wally or Waldo, for our international listeners, style book where you can put your dog's name and your dog instead? So say your dog's called Jeff, it would be Where's Jeff? (laughs) Or for £60 on Amazon, you could buy a massive blunt-shaped pillow. (laughs) Now, the best kind of pillows, I would argue, are square, not cylindrical. I don't know. It could be comfy if you sort of hug it. Or you could get an emoji pile of poo trophy from a website called Banter King. You could get a mug that says, if you think my attitude stinks, you should smell my minge. King of banter. You could get a fleece blanket with some with a face on it, anyone's face you want. <laughs> That's quite cool. You could get from also from Banter King, you could get a mug with verified wanker on it with the blue tick. <laughs> From Amazon, you could get a box of nothing. It is literally a cardboard box with nothing in it, and it says nothing on the front. Amazing. You could get a card where you could superimpose your face onto a massive vagina that says, happy birthday, let's celebrate the day you came out of your mum's vag. (laughs) You could get an inflatable Jesus. You could get okay. two mugs with the Aldi logo on it. One that says Aldi, one that says Baldi. You could get, I mean, this is actually pretty fucking good. You can get a bouquet of sausage rolls. <laughs> that's actually that's actually pretty fucking decent. The perfect present. You can get um, a pair of um, baguette, no, croissant loafers. Um, you could also get a Willy Egg Fryer. Uh, I'm trying to picture it. So, so it's just a, the shape, a shape of a dick and balls. Of a penis. Right, yeah. really. Um, and it's an egg. So I started to look at Banter King, the website. All right. Um, and let me tell you, it is one of the worst things I've ever seen with <laughs> one of the best features of anything i've ever seen it's one of the worst websites it's terrible it's fucking terrible but you can get (laughs) t-shirts mugs and um jumpers with the following pictures on them right okay colin the caterpillar cake (laughs) ainsley harriet's face yeah boy Mr. Blobby Ugh. and Neil Buchanan from Art Attack. Good God. What are they trying to do to us here? This, I think that we, even though they sell things that we absolutely fucking hate, I think we have to collaborate with Banter King. I think we do. Because they produce some, a lot. I, I think they're ripping us off, man. That's what I really think. <laughs> They've been listening. They're going. Do you know what? That would be funny. But the, what it have fit, they got a privacy scarf? But if they got, have, I'm they gonna haven't. fucking pick up. But it makes me worried. Are we the banter king of podcasts? 
Oh, no. Because that throws a lot of things into perspective. There might never be another episode of The Babblement because if we are the banter king equivalent of podcasts, I don't want to fucking do this anymore. The illegitimate pod. (laughs) Maybe we should change the podcast name to hashtag banter king. Oh, banterman. The banterman. Uh, the Babelman finishes at episode 71 next week episode 1 of the Bantamant <laughs> where it's just bants it's just constant bants or ba- 100% bants <laughs> no you know what it would be it would be 110% bants bants uh, all the bants all the bants bant. all the time all the bants <laughs> Every every sentence cuts like a knife. It's just so the oh, end of the moment. There we go, listeners. Thanks for listening. It's been a joy. Um, we hope to see you on the 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 road to banterment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't want to abandon you. What? Um. <laughs> <laughs> Get a bit flustered there, mate. Uh, chickens and band- bantams. Bantman and Robin. Bantman and Robin. Bantman. Okay. There we go. We got there. Yes. Good. We can end with that. <laughs> Bantman and Robin. Banter kings. Bants. <laughs> oh, 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 all the time. Oh, oh, got one for you, listeners. Uh, we did a pub the other day, and uh, this uh, this guy was in the toilet, and uh, he was having a piss, and I, uh, I walked past him and went, excuse me, mate, how do you pull the cock like that? <laughs> Hashtag bads. <laughs> oh, it's just me. That's just, uh, I'm just, they call me the bent man. I'm just like a bent man. I just come in and just drop the bents, and then I... Uh, and I'm, I'm going, Robin, his annoying psychic who always interrupts his sentences. <laughs> no, Robin's played by Warwick Davis. It's me, oh, Robin. Bants man and Robin. Bants is here. Little prick. Bant team. <sighs> I mean, we, we don't have to. We can always just say as we are. All right, let's do it. All right, cool. All right, bye, everyone. See you next time. Bye.